welcome to the very first No Filter Tattoo Podcast episode. It's hosted by me, Theo Walker, Tez Reynolds, Bryson Anderson, aka Spike Loyal Tattoos, aka Cosmic Cat. I'm going to let them kind of introduce themselves first, you know, because I, I kind of mess up these introductions. They always make fun of me. <laughs> so, y'all go ahead. Well, my name is Artez Reynolds. Um, Theo's first apprentice. Been working here since 2016. Uh, what that make? Like seven years, something like that. Damn. Yeah. So. Uh, um, well, he already introduced my uh, my Instagram, Cosmic Cap, Cosmic underscore Cap. Um, I specialize in doing portraits, anime, neo traditional style tattoos. But I'm not opposed to doing, like, other styles either. Okay, okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Bryson. Uh, well, Dio just took the whole intro away from me. Well, <laughs> my name is Bryson. I go by Spike Loyal Tattoos. I go by Spike. And apparently, I go by Theo Jr. this past week. Shout out to Roger. Roger Perilla, man. Oh, yeah. he, he blessed him with that new he nickname. Name dropping. Right. <laughs> so, I've uh, been tattooing for... Three years, I'm Theo's third apprentice. Uh, I'm known for anime, but I pretty much do everything and also am the walk-in artist of Golden Anchor Tattoos. Uh, my favorite style is trash polka, neo-traditional, and surrealism. Okay, okay. That's what's up. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, too. Uh, I've been tattooing for about 11 years, going on 12. I'm the owner of Golden Anchor Tattoo, and I just love tattooing. I do all styles, but... Most people probably know me for my anime or black and gray realism. So um, the reason, you know, why we giving this little intro is because today's episode uh, is it's titled Slow Season, right? So I, I wanted to, to address this topic because I felt like it was something that just needed to be talked about, especially during this year where it's, it's so much uh, economic turmoil, I guess you would say, with the economy up and down. Um, a lot of tattooers out there, not even just tattooers, but like, I would say it's just like professionals, like in a in a service industry, are are taking a hard hit, and basically, I want to talk about how you as a tattoo artist can can help prevent that slow season or get through it. And you see, we got all different experience levels. You know, me being with the most experienced in Tez and then Bryson, but overall, you know, this it doesn't matter where you're at in the industry. You you can stay busy all year long. But you have to know what to do, you know. So let me ask y'all about you. Like, how's how slow season been treating y'all this year? Uh, well, for me, it's kind of been like up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the beginning of the slow season, it was, it was a little bit rough. Uh, well, rough till my standards. Right, let me right. rephrase that. Right. Because uh, I'm used to being booked out like two, maybe three and a half months. So it kind of slowed down more to like one ish, uh, with little gaps in between. So that's that's slow for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now this this November is picked back up, I guess, because you know everybody got all their like vacations or you know whatever's going on in their lives. Um, but even still, just like comparing to like my last few years, it's definitely been like financially a dip in my funds. But I still been going by pretty good, pretty good. Um, you know, still get rent paid on time, still pay car notes and all that stuff. But um, yeah. It, most the thing I could just say about uh, staying busy is 
definitely rep- reply to all your emails. Yes, yeah. <laughs> reply to all oh, your yeah, emails, even if you that. think it's stupid. <laughs> just reply mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keeping those good like customer relations, you know, talk to your clients every once in a while. It ain't got to be like every day. You ain't got to, you know, run them down like, oh, wait, show me your tattoo. Let me see how I did like two days from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that's like real important. And, you know. Okay. Those those are good points. But um, I want you to say that because we're going to go in depth on a lot of that stuff. But for now, I'm, all right, Bryson, you tell me you being what you said two or three years in now three years yeah october so, made it so how, how slow season been treating you this year shoot i'm good um uh one of the things yeah. that i probably do different from a lot of artists is um that i've been to a lot of conventions a lot of seminars and one of the things a lot of artists tell me that they don't engage with their clientele i actually do like like even every client that i usually tattoo on i follow them only because number one uh, I do free touch-ups if, you know, natural causes happen and they get messed up. Also, I just like talking to people. Uh, that's what makes me different. Um, for slow season, um, I actually look at everything, like, on Instagram, TikTok, like, all my analytics. I look at gender. I look at my age range. I look at um, the type of trending style tattoos that I always do. Um not only that, uh, during slow season, it's very hard for you to say no to a lot of tattoos, even if you don't do the style on a regular basis. Um, the reason why slow season is not really hard for me is because I'm very adaptable. Um, okay, okay, so that's good. So y'all already hit like a lot of points that we're gonna really go in depth on, and um, just to, to give y'all like a a brief outline of what happened with my slow season, like. For, for like all of us, like I said, it's slow. Booking slowed down a little bit, but for overall, like I said, we we stay steady. Like um, I'm used to, you know, booking out two, three months in just a matter of like a couple of days. So I would just say it just slowed down to maybe like a week. You know, it takes a week to book that much when I open my books. But overall, still staying steady, still filling in cancellations, and you you still have cancellations here and there. Don't get me wrong. Like like you, you're going to experience that as a tattooer, but you can definitely like mitigate that and not have as much if you if you're doing the right things so like why are we saying all this like i'm not i mean i'm not starting this to to come on here and just like to brag right it's more so we're, we're giving you our background we're giving you our credentials right because we i feel like if anybody could speak on it it's, it's us it's, it's me you know like i've i've been at the bottom of the tattoo ranks you know <laughs> i started as a scratcher and and you know my mama's basement and driving to people's houses, doing $50 half sleeves. And, you know, I've, I worked my way up from street shop, no apprenticeship, self-taught, to to now, you know, uh, owning a, a successful shop, you know, winning Best Shop Award. Shout out to Atlanta, Atlanta's Best. You know. Who city is this? Yeah, it's our city, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's our city, okay? Look, look, we gonna, look they, they, they be picking on me because they be saying I'm too humble. Too and, humble. I get it, you know. I'm, I know, I know, we good, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want y'all slacking off, you know. So I gotta lead by example. See, that's really what it is. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so before we get into like the nitty gritty of this this podcast episode, I just wanted to give y'all a brief view of what this podcast is about. Like, this is this is geared towards tattooers, tattooers who seeking some kind of guidance in their career and i know it's it's a lot of like 
false prophets out there, right? A lot of people who, who talk, you know, talk a good game and, and say a motivational quote, this and that, but they don't really give you the answers. They just say like, all right, just hustle harder, just grind, just do this. I'm like, okay, like that ain't really answering shit though. So what I wanted this podcast to be about is us, like this is why I named it the No Filter Tattoo Podcast because us just talking real shit in the tattoo industry and giving like real answers to these problems and solutions. So, like, so I, I want y'all to, to listen to this and really get something out of it. I hope, at least I hope so. Um, if not, I mean, if y'all listen to this and y'all hate this shit, feel free to, you know, just, just let us know. Like, hey, I don't agree with y'all. Y'all, y'all whack, this and that. <laughs> Send the hate mail. I love it, you we, know. We can, we can Either back way. on the whack part. All right, <laughs> got called whack this year. Oh, yeah, you did. We ain't, we, we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Let's get let's get let's get started, y'all. So, like I said, this episode slow season. What is slow season, right? If if you're a new tattooer, if you you're a client and you just want to learn more about tattooing, slow season is basically the time of year. I would say, what you y'all would say like, uh, Jan- the beginning of August yeah. and the last week of January. Yeah, back to yeah. school, you know, mm-hmm. all the major holidays back to back, like right, every other right. month. So yeah, this is a time of year where like tattooers definitely. Their booking slow down. They don't get as much clientele, not as much walk-ins. You know, people aren't spending as much money. And then this year, it really hit harder just because, like, you know, inflation, uh, the uncertainty in the economy, this and that. Um, a lot of shops and, and artists have just not been working as, uh, like, as even slower than usual, you know. So I want I want to really address this because, like, it's a lot of it kind of stems from accountability self-accountability at least that's what i feel like so that's my first point i really want to nail down here is how do we prevent slow season as a tattoo artist the the main thing to me is self-accountability right it's like you got to really look yourself in the mirror have a conversation with yourself ask yourself why am i not having clientele keeping me busy all year long you know, because that's the key, the slow season, right? You got to have repeat clientele. Mm-hmm. You can't depend on walk-ins all the time um, unless you just, you know, you're blessed to be in a shop that has crazy walk-in traffic. So why why can't I just build up that clientele? And it's, the the truth is, is you, is you're doing something wrong. I'm not saying that necessarily you're a bad tattooer or you're a bad person, but you just, there's multiple facets to tattooing. And it's not just tattooing itself that that all come together to to make a successful tattooer and if you're not hitting all of those facets you're gonna struggle you know you're gonna fail in some areas so this is why i'm saying you got to have self-accountability once you listen to this podcast and we go down this list you know we, we hit these points ask yourself damn am i am i doing it right you know am i am i slacking in this area am i slacking in that area and it, it probably is if you're struggling you probably are let's just be real if and if you can't see that, then honestly, you, you're probably not going to ever reach that success that you want. Yeah, because everybody got something they can improve on. Right. Like, everybody got at least one thing they're slacking in and they mm-hmm. know they can, you know, bring up. It, for most of us tattoo artists, honestly, I feel like social media. Yeah. I, I, I get it. You know, you'd be especially if you work on, like, bigger tattoos, um, you know, you got to be on time for your client, have everything prepared. And then especially, like, 
with social media being so big, a lot of it you have to be filmed, and a lot of us don't have that like extra hand to just sit there and film for everything. So mm-hmm. you got to prepare for this. Let's say five to eight hour tattoo, on you know just average day, and then you got to set up film. But then at the same time, you got to make sure you're being efficient with your time because you still a tattooing a live person, and tattoos hurt. So mm-hmm. you got to be real efficient with all of that. Um, so I definitely, in my point of view, I feel like uh, social media is a big one because uh, I slack on that as well. I've been trying to improve on that a little bit. Um, okay, so yeah, that was one of the points I was going to hit is is managing your social media um, and managing your business in a professional manner. Uh, I, I want to go more in depth on that, but I want to hit a point that I feel like we all think is probably the most important. You, you had talked on it earlier, and I want to hear your points on it. To me, the most important thing in, in like building your clientele and keep you busy, a lot of people think it's the quality of your tattoo work. And honestly, that's not the truth because y'all, y'all would know it. Like there's, there's shitty artists out there who stay booked mm-hmm. and then there's, there's amazing artists out there who, who struggle. Yeah. So it's, it's really not the quality of your work. The most important thing is your customer service. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we heard that from Roger you know, at the seminar earlier, but and that's something like we agree on so like how do y'all feel about tattooers and their customer service in general well yeah i definitely say getting into the industry uh it's definitely a lot better now but for uh like our first convention i remember me and bryson we had went past this lady you know we was just checking out stuff i'm on apprentice um we're trying to fill out the scene and yeah uh first convention was the worst one yeah Mm -hmm. uh we had this one lady like all of them. just stop well yeah but this is one that stuck out to me though mm. it just stopped us out of nowhere you know we looking at portfolios we're like okay she asks us are you trying to get a tattoo and we're like no we're just looking around and automatically her whole attitude just like changed it's like uh, well why the fuck you standing here type call deal. me over here yeah it's like <laughs> yeah, i mean you make me not want to get tattooed by you now like come on uh, so yeah, it's customer service is definitely treat your people like somebody like even if you're not finna tattoo them just having that friendly conversation with you is more likely to bring that person back because yeah. more than likely they're going to run into another tattoo artist have their head up their ass um, entitled or whatever you want to call it and they're going to remember you like well you know I went to these other couple of shops talked to these people and they were little assholes but I remember talking to you so I came back and that especially in the beginning of my career that's how I got most of my clientele just being nice because my skill wasn't quite where it's at now but yeah, I definitely say being treating your customers like somebody. Yeah, like how you would want to be talked to. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add to that? Though? Oh no, um, anybody who all, who start off tattooing, uh, what I realize, what a lot of artists who starts off are probably three to five years in, they forget that the tattoo uh, is a customer service business, and the main thing is that no matter what, this is a business like. You have to remember when you first started, if you went into a shop for an apprenticeship or you started a private studio, you had to do stuff to abide by business laws to open up the industry that you're going into. So a lot of people just get confused about, oh, I just want to focus on art, art, art. If you just wanted to focus on art, you could have just tattooed or just draw or paint at your house and just did it for free. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. a real point. It's like tattooing takes two to tango. Like You, you can't tattoo air. Like I said, yeah. you, you got to tattoo somebody else. So it's like, if, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it just irks me because, like, a lot of people, honestly, you know, this, I think that segues to um, 
the next point, the next facet I would say is is uh I feel like artists, a lot of artists these days don't have that hustle in them. And like yeah. I don't I don't want to say just like, oh yeah, you gotta hustle harder. It's and, a business. Yeah, but you really gotta like love tattooing. And my thing is a lot of people don't love tattooing. They just either love the clout that comes with it or they just wanna do their art, their style. But basically entrepreneur, self claim. Yeah, but but even that's like it's like, oh, there's people out there who got skill, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, I, they turn down, like, a Pinterest tattoo or a little, some basic tattoo, maybe some clouds or something, because it's not their style, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, so do you not love tattooing? Like, to me, I love the actual act of tattooing. Yeah, like, we all done work, like, many jobs before we got into tattooing. And I don't know about y'all, but I I'll take $100 doing a name tattoo over... You know what I'm saying? Working eight hours doing anything else, you know, that's not tattooing. You don't even yeah, get $100 just, for the that's day. That's a business exactly. mindset. Even when I post on social media, I, either I post this is a business move or I post because this is very artistic of what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but a lot of people, they, they only want to tattoo if they get some kind of satisfaction out of it. And my thing is, I, I get satisfaction. Not even that. It ain't just about the money, but it's, it's just... I get satisfaction out of tattooing, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's just some basic stuff. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, you're getting to draw on people for a living. Exactly. So And tattooing is a luxury. It is. And that's so, it's like a lot of artists nowadays are just, they think like, oh, I'm going to get in the game and I'm going to just do my style mm-hmm. and fuck everything else. And then the slow season comes along or they, they, they find out that their clientele ain't booming like they thought it would. And yeah, because it, it came back to haunt you when you skipped all those tattoos that you didn't want to do because it, you thought you was above them. So, how unaware do you think people who start off tattooing now is unaware of slow season? Um, I think every like all these young people who are even older people. I don't. I just think people who aren't in tattooing in general, mm-hmm. they look at it and they look at the success now, especially because of social media, right? Like mm-hmm. we, uh, I think that's where the delusion comes in with yeah. the slow season. Yeah, because it is. They see these artists who are are really they're like elite artists, right? You know, mm-hmm. the the big time artists. Mm-hmm. Of course, like you know, they're living a, a great, crazy lifestyle. Got all the nice cars, doing huge pieces all the time. And people just think like it's it happens for everybody, but no, just just like any industry, you got the top top earners, and and then you got the middle of the pack, and then you got the bottom feeders. So the truth is, most. Artists are going to be either middle or back or bottom feeders. Hmm. You know, most people don't get into that good tier or that elite tier. So, you think that's like complacency for all, like, and that's how it leads to all seasons for them being slow. For some people, yeah, complacency. Um, I think it's fear. Like they, they just fear getting outside their comfort zone and trying, yeah. and they fear of failing. Yeah. Um, and then it's just some people just don't have the passion. They really don't love tattooing. They ain't it for the wrong reasons. And honestly. They probably shouldn't be tattooing, you know. It's like I said, like my point earlier. I love tattooing. Tattooing wasn't like a backup plan for me. It wasn't because I failed at everything else. Oh, mm-hmm. let me try tattooing. Mm-hmm. It was because tattooing was my first plan. Like I went to school, I got a college degree, and immediately I went to tattooing after that. I mm-hmm. said, "Fuck that degree." So, is <laughs> to me, I I wanted to do nothing else but tattoo. So, if you, I feel like if you if you're not viewing it like that. You're gonna have a hard time because this is not the industry that just you just come in and you get rewarded for being in it. Like mm-hmm. you gotta bust your ass to to get to that level. But once you do, it's a beautiful thing. Like 
Like, you know, tattooing is provided for all of our families, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Definitely. made more money than we ever made doing anything else. <laughs> so, Without a doubt. <laughs> so, like I said, I I never take any tattoo for granted. So when y'all when y'all get those requests for something simple, um, even if you can't fit it in, right, that day or that week, tell them, like, like you were saying, talk to them nicely. Like, hey, I would love to do your tattoo, but I can't fit in it now. But if I get a cancellation, can I reach back out to you and see if I can fit you in? And nine times out of ten, they'd be cool with that, you know? And also, uh, because I'm very analytical, I grab their email, I grab their phone number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're working in the shop, nine times out of ten, the shop has a shop phone. You don't have to call them from your cell phone. You don't have to call them from WhatsApp. The shop's already paying a phone bill. Might as well put it to good use. So That's your place of business. Yeah. Right. And it's call your place of business hours. Yeah. And if they call back, they can Google it. Yeah. Uh, also... And Bryson, how many times have you done like a small, simple tattoo and they came back and and got some, some huge work or they referred a friend that came and got like a half sleeve or something bigger, you know? I'll probably say once every two weeks, I do a small tattoo. They come back in two or three months with a, a medium to a large. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we got to think about it like this. Everything is a, a long-term investment. Stop thinking about the money now. Think about what you can make in the long run like every client matters everything adds up one dollar adds up to a million if you add it a million times but zero don't add up to shit you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. we can't add zero up so if you could take somebody get it in if you could do a good job on the tattoo then do it because i've I've seen people conventions other shops that i've been into they come in want this certain design they just turn them away and they still stuck with zero dollars right and they brag about how dumb the idea was Right, yeah, yeah. They go talk shit about the client afterwards, and they they sitting there twiddling their thumbs, not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's another thing. It's, I don't know. It's you know, it's it's so many little things I could harp on, but I, I want to stick to that point of mm-hmm. hustle, man. Like, take every tattoo you can get, and keep like so keep them in your back pocket those simple ones like and treat it like it's one of your big tattoos yeah. one of your masterpieces Make sure you take a picture of it even if you know not like say of course are we gonna post it on our on our permanent page where we want to showcase our big nice pieces like like special pieces no but you can, if it's clean enough post it on your story because yeah. guess what like people are going to see that you do oh he still does that kind of tattoo he still oh, does and yeah also take a picture of it just so you can give it to your client so when yeah. they post it you don't have to worry about exactly. that ugly photo out there because mm-hmm. you, you took it yourself ugly right. warm filters and yeah mm-hmm. so like y- y'all gotta think about big picture about everything it's not just oh man that's what a little 50 dollar tattoo 100 dollar tattoo i'm good man I, it, don't, it don't move me shoot like, i got a hospital bill i'm, I'm right <laughs> any tattoo should move you like this is this is a privilege what we do at the end of the day like like you were saying we get to draw people's bodies for a living like people out there busting their ass for minimum wage and we in here you know saying no drug tests <laughs> saying coming in where we no where HR. we want yeah no, none of that it's like we get to be ourselves we get to talk to cool people all the time and just get to do cool shit like everybody would love to be a tattoo artist so mm-hmm. Is don't take it for granted. If you if you got a spot, if you're in a shop, or even if you're apprenticing, like when times get tough or you, you get some stuff you don't want to do that cover up you don't want to do, just just take it. You know, because at the end of the day, 
what you gonna do? You just gonna sit there, be on your phone, bullshitting? Just, just know for that five hundred dollar tattoo, most people had to work a whole week just to afford that thing. Exactly. Just know and I do. You, the most and you're getting that five hundred dollars in a couple of hours. Right. So it's like be grateful for that, man. Like, and, and don't take any client for granted. That's that's a big thing. So another, all right, another point I really want to harp on, like. If if it's slow season and you got time, instead of just sitting around doing nothing, do some free tattoos. Like, do do y'all agree? Do y'all not agree? Like, I would. I, I probably do. I'll say it like this: I probably do three free tattoos a year. But during off season, I would say, if you're gonna do a free tattoo, mm -hmm. I would say do a design that you really want to do exactly, to push yep. for. Um, tattoo uh, tournaments at conventions uh, if you want to put in competitions I actually do that uh, me personally I focus on September all the way to February to put uh, most of my art in competitions if you're going to do that then at least when you put great art out there for next year your next year should be better mm -hmm. when it comes to business not for real like people ask us all the time right like Oh, I, I want to do these big anime tattoos like y'all do all the time. I want to do these these crazy half sleeves that y'all get to do all the time. Well, we attract Shit, for like the first yeah. six months. Hell, me and you was doing them shits for free. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like to to build this these anime clients, like I had to do free anime tattoos to to show people what I can do. I had to showcase my skills. Like um, half of these trophies from conventions I got are free tattoos so i would i would take losses financially at a lot of these conventions because i'm just tattooing clients for free but like bryson said i'm they don't get a choice on the design they just give me creative freedom like hey i trust you do something dope i want you to enter this in a contest and hopefully win something and showcase it in your portfolio and then they give me that trust i'm gonna I'm go take it and i'm gonna go run with it so you know shout out to cam um <laughs> y'all know cam like he he probably got like eight tattoos, like most of them anime, and we don't probably won like I don't know at least ten fifteen awards just from them tattoos, and I didn't charge him a dime, but I done gained so much in the long term from it because now I get ta uh, tattoo clients that come from all over paying me my full rates to do those same dope anime tattoos, you know. So it's like you got to sacrifice now to reap the rewards in the long term. But a lot of people don't see it that way. It's just, I need that money now. I need that money now. But my thing is, if you wasn't doing shit that day anyway, you weren't losing money. Or if, okay, let's say you, you're fortunate enough to, to have some appointments that day or that week, come in on your off day. Yeah. If, yeah, if you mm -hmm. want to build up that portfolio and, and start doing some stuff that you want to do, like don't, don't turn down the other stuff. Just do that stuff in the background. And then on your extra, you know, off days or whatever, come in and grind. And do those free tattoos. So I don't know. It's to me, a lot of people might think like, "Nah, I'm not working for free." Yeah, but once they get ahead, they they kind of get an ego and just say, "Hey, I'm not working for free." You, you would be a surprise uh, because I've been to like uh, what is it, Golden State Expo. Mm -hmm. You'll be surprised how many artists in there was doing free tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd confidently say over sixty five percent. Yeah, it's y'all will be shocked like to know how many tattoos at conventions yeah are, are free. It's it's to to showcase what you could do with you your battle you want to show off like that's how you attract those other clients you got to show them what like 
You can sit there all day and post on your IG, I want to do this, I want to do that. But, motherfucker, if you're not showing any tattoos of that quality, they, they're not going to trust you. You know, no. they're not going to come and pay you to do a portrait. And you saying, all you're doing is say, I want to do a portrait, but you don't even got a good portrait on your page. Mm. So, so what you need to do is find them those clients, even if it's just one client that's mm-hmm. going to trust you. Like, hey. Keyword is trust. <laughs> yeah, trust. Let, just trust me. I just, oh, I just want you to do something. Right. Yeah. And then, like, hey, even, like, all right, let's say you, you're one of those tattooers who, who only specialize in, like, one style or, like, I only do black and color. And now you're struggling in slow season because you, you got to turn out all those color tattoos. All right. Well, guess what? Start doing some free color tattoos. And like, hey, and tell your client, though, hey, I'm going to try my best. These first couple ones may not come out the best, but if you trust me, I'm going to do right by you. I'm going to keep doing these free tattoos on you. And eventually, they're going to come out dope. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just there's there's people out there who, who yeah, trust. Definitely, my first year, I, I I followed that same blueprint. Now, I'm probably making way more. Right. My last two years, not for real. And I yeah. definitely say draw those specific designs more too, because mm-hmm. you know that helps. Keyword draw, yeah, yeah. Don't just take someone else's design on Pinterest and post it and say, oh, I want to do this. No, like actually put together something. That you know, what I'm saying is different and has a little bit of your own pizzazz to it, and then showcase that off. You know, so basically, where we left off at, we we're talking about doing free tattoos, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just want to put another point on that before we move on. But I see one thing that a lot of tattoo artists do. Um, they do like tattoo raffles and giveaways. To be honest, I'm against those personally. Like I get that. Oh, that's I never knew that. Yeah, I mean, I've done in the past, and to me. What always happens is that people that do that, they just, they don't want to get cool shit. They just want to enter the raffle, and whenever they win, they just want to get a whole bunch of just, just you know, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, or they want, like, a cover-up or something else. So, to me, like, the whole point of doing a free tattoo is to do something dope, mm-hmm. do something for your portfolio. So, yeah, you know, you're going to get people sharing it. You might get a couple new followers, but to me, I think you'll get better quality followers if you just go to your clients in private, find someone who's mm-hmm. down to do something dope, and then post that to do something dope later, you know? Yeah, and no, I agree with that. Uh, <coughs> the raffles will get a little messy. I know from my experience with doing it, the people will only participate only with the raffle, and then you'll never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, exactly. So yeah, I, I found a lot more success of just finding those one or two clients. Like, hey, just let me do this, and let's go from there. Pretty much. Um, actually, what I do, um, I don't really do raffles. Um, I actually like majority of my clients that I get to tattoo that I actually do what I want to do. If they're FaceTiming somebody or on the phone, I always just say, hey, since you're on the phone, tell them I want to do this type of design, and it's just spread the word, and. I'll say five times out of ten, which is a 50-50 chance. I got to do what I wanted to do just by them just having their friends sitting next to them while they're getting tattooed or they're on the phone with people. I was like, hey, do y'all like this? You don't? Okay. On to the next person. Mm-hmm. So I actually gauge in person. So yeah, nah, nah, And then I screen them. Like, I told yeah. them, hey, you got to come in. I'm going to tell you how big I'm going. Um, I need to see if you can sit well. And that's it. Yeah, that's good. And then one more point I want to say: when you do these free tattoos, like go big with them. Like mm-hmm. just just doing big, 
so they can have that more wow factor impact. Like a lot of times, I see people they'll do like they'll tell me like, yeah, I did this free tattoo for my portfolio and try it, but it'll be like this tiny piece that like, all right, yeah, it's something different, but it's still kind of like I would it, say it didn't hit though. Make sure know? it just has that wow factor. Yeah, exactly. It don't right. have to necessarily be big, but I mean, it don't have to be huge, but mm-hmm. but you know, like unless it's a micro tattoo, then of course you can yeah. do something small. But like if you're doing like a portrait or you know some character like. And you having them like I don't know the size of like your palm or something. I'm like, nah, I go bigger than that. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yes, you're already working for free. Might right. as well go as big as you can. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, so free tattoos, do them, but make sure they're good. So and, and make yeah. sure it's a good business move. It's not just mm-hmm. for the sake of doing it for free. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got to better you as an artist, you know, and then. Yeah, don't go broke doing content. free tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's don't still don't, business. don't take what we're saying going the wrong way, you know? <laughs> like, you still tattoo for money, but <laughs> when you get chances. When, when you get the, the special ones or the one that you've been having in the back of your mind for a while, or you have this design and you've been sitting there for like two years, find somebody you can do it on for free because you already know in your head it's going to be tight. So mm-hmm. you just need that one person. And nine times out of ten, once you do that design, people people only want to get that stuff once they see it right. on somebody else. Exactly. You gotta. It's like you gotta prove to people that you can do it. You know, it's even though you know you might you you might possess the technical skills from other styles and stuff to do it, but in their head, like I haven't seen you do this, so I need to see you do it. Yeah, and. Um, that's what a lot of my clients tell me. Uh, usually when they introduce me to one of their friends, uh, because I'm known for anime, they say, oh, he does a lot of anime tattoos. And I have to give all my clients this. I respect them because they actually say, no, 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 no. He actually does everything. But uh, that's why I take a picture of all my photos that I do. And if they hit me in the DMs, hey, do you do this? Yeah. Here's my references of tattoos I did in the past, me tattooing it in the process. I always prove that yeah. I can do it. No, exactly. That's a good point. So let's switch from that mm-hmm. and let's talk about something. We we kind of brushed on it earlier, but basically now another big thing to help, you know, build your clientele up and, and get through these slow seasons, you got to know how to manage your social media and your bookings in a in a professional manner, you know, and consistent manner. So now, like, you got to remember, you, you as a tattoo artist, you are a business. Like, even if you don't own a shop, you yourself are a business. So your social media's got to represent it, that you're a business too. So you can't, first of all, you know, if, you, if you're if a tattoo artist and you got a, a, a Instagram page or whatever and it's just like sloppy, like half the pics are selfies of you, the half, other half is like <laughs> shit that ain't related to tattooing. You know what I mean? It's like, like oh, man, I no, like, evil thought. It's, it's like you are a tattoo artist and you need to, Explain that. Show that to people. Like, people need to look at your page and immediately tell what you could do, where you're located, you know, how to get in contact with you. Like, if, if I can't, if I can go to your page and all I see is, you know, you do tattoos, but then I don't know where you're at. I don't know how to book with you. Then you're, you're failing in that aspect already. How you, know? you get mad if they don't know? Exactly, you know. Oh, they're supposed to click your email and they're supposed to get a notification back? I'm going to say it like this. I, I assume everybody don't think too deep in right. certain stuff. You got you got to really spell it out for clients. Like, it's, every, you know, not everybody understands that how the tattoos work, and, you know, so you got to make it simple for them. So whether it's, you know, you like to book through email or if you have a website that does it for people, you know, just, just create a system for yourself and explain it to your clients. Post about it, you know. 
like, hey, my book's about to open on this day. Remind clients to do that. You know, I have a booking email list. Like, now I send out emails every month. Hey, my book's about to open on this date. So remember to email me then. So, you know, you got you got to remember, you are not just a tattoo artist. You are managing a business. You're a, business. Yeah, you're a social media manager, a graphic designer, a content creator, all of that. So, unfortunately, I, I get it. You want to just sit there and do tattoos and not think about anything else. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, you know, in, in 2023, tattooing has evolved. Our life has evolved. You know, social media has came. It, you know, it. trust me, I I hate doing all the social media stuff, too. You know, I like to just post tattoos and not really post too much of myself. But at the end of the day, I know if I don't evolve with the industry, mm-hmm. I'm going to get left behind. So that's why I'm here today talking on a podcast. <laughs> so they create more content. Man. Nah, man. That's one of my biggest fears is becoming yeah. that old head tattooer who's just like, nah. You're left, nah, in, the, you're left in the past. Exactly, man. It's like, <laughs> I done seen it. I done seen a lot of tattooers that I looked up to coming up that have fell off because they didn't evolve with the industry. You know, they, they wanted to go against the grain, you know, ah, fuck fuck iPads, fuck social media, fuck rotaries, and fuck this and that, you know, and, you know, it shows. It shows in their career, shows in their work, and I don't want that to happen to me. Because I don't even want to be on TikTok, but I had to. <clears throat> yeah, we all I actually got, you got to look at all of my t- off the live just by going to TikTok. I go where the money goes, basically. Yeah, you know, you got to, you got to have a presence everywhere, you know. It's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Facebook. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you got to go out there and, and make, you know, skits and do TikTok dances and shit all the time. But whatever, find a way to create content that you're comfortable with. You know, if it's, if you, if you don't want to show your face, okay, cool. But you can at least show time lapses of you doing art, you know, time lapses of you tattooing. Maybe process show, of you tattooing. Exactly, you know. Um, just just find different ways to create different content because nowadays people don't want to see just a tattoo. They kind of want to know the person behind the tattoo and, you know, wh- how their process works. Yeah. You know? Especially if you've been doing it for a while. They, most of the time, clients already know you do good tattoos. Right. Now they're just trying to get to know who you are. And they, in other words, they want to make sure you ain't crazy. Right. <laughs> Not for real. So another thing, too, is, is post consistently. Like, and we all know this algorithm on Instagram has, has been kicking everybody's ass. Like, we all done had our reach, like, lower over the years. But, you know, you still got to you still gotta fight. You still got to do what you got to do. Because at the end of the you day. You got to play the game. Yeah, you got to play the game. Because I've reached so many clients that are outside of this, my little local circle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, last week, you know, I had a guy come from, from Gainesville, Florida, you know, older gentleman. And he just said, you know, I was just looking up tattoos on Instagram. You know, got a person from Same. Maryland, right? Australia, all the Brazil. time. Just people just find us through social China. media. Yeah. So it's you. You're limiting yourself if you if you're not doing social media justice. You know, it's I know it's a hassle. It's it's more work. But guess what? You know, <laughs> tattooing isn't just about doing what you want to do. There is work involved. You know, if this is all the work that's involved, I still say we come off pretty good. Because, <laughs> you know, we ain't out there busting our ass in the sun on a roof or, or you know, doing construction or, you know, saying in a hospital all day dealing with, with, with craziness, right? So, you know, you got to look at the bright side. Stop looking at the negatives like, oh, I got to go post something, this and that. Like, no, nah, look at it it's like, all right, all I got to do is do this and I can get some more clientele. That's cool. At the end of the day, you just sitting in your room on your phone anyway, 
just go ahead and post something. So ways to, to post more content, right? We already kind of discussed it, but let's say I get it. Like a lot of tattooers are in their heads, right? A lot of us have that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. We don't want to post our work because we're like, ah, it's not good enough. I get it. That's a good thing. You should all, If you should be the most self-critical person about your work, if you think your work is perfect, then you are probably not a good tattoo artist, to be honest with <laughs> you. Um, but because mm. the best artists to me are the ones who are very self-critical and who are never satisfied. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, clients don't see what we see. Mm-hmm. We're going to nitpick everything. But to a client, they'll look at our tattoo and like, this is great. I don't see what's wrong. So you got to get out you your zoom head. Zoom in for you. Right. <laughs> like, but, but still, they won't know. So you got to get out of your head and remind yourself. And stop I mean, comparing yourself to your idols. Yeah. 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 Because you, most, most of the time, your idols got, like, hella years over you anyway. Exactly. They and think it, the same, believe it or not. And yeah. yeah. And they're they yeah. going through the same thing, too. For every dope tattoo you see that someone you look up to posts, they probably got 10 tattoos they didn't post. You know, and that you oh, yeah. like, oh, that shit's fire. Why didn't you post it? Nah, it wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you gotta post something. You know, so if it's a simple tattoo, something out of your style, post on your story at least if it's clean. Because mm-hmm. like I said um, earlier, you if people see that you do that, they'll be willing to ask you to, to get that type of tattoo. Because if all you post is one thing, people a lot of times are gonna be like, well, I didn't come to you for this tattoo because I thought you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought you didn't you like to do that. Yeah, well, that, really? that has happened a lot. Yeah. And let you, uh, another thing that we found out, even outside of our shops, that people thought, let's just say for the sake of the story in August, a lot of people thought we was booked out till next year. And because a lot of people thought that even right next door to our own shop, like the hookah bar, I was like, oh, shoot, let me clear this up now. Hey, we only book out really just for two months. Mm-hmm. So you got to also make sure you keep engaged on social media or, and in the public to let people know hey, this is how we run our business. If they follow somebody else, nine times out of ten, they're just going to bleed their friends anyway during the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you let them know you got some availability. Let them know you're taking walk-ins, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know if you don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah. you got to communicate. That's, that's clear. So that's another thing about handling business in a professional manner is know how to communicate with your clients. Like, be consistent. Like, that's another thing. Like, a lot of tattoo artists either take forever to respond um, or just they they are shitty communicators in general. Like they just can't like respond to a client without having a little attitude or this and that. You know, just just make it simple. You know, like for me personally, I have a little system. Like I think we all kind of have our system, right? Me, I do everything through email because it's easier for me to keep everything in track in one place. Also, I have a preset saved booking message that has all of my booking details. I just copy and paste from my phone, send it, boom, they reply back. And then from there, I could just price it out and we could book a day. It's that simple, you know. It's, and you can make it simple for yourself if you set up a system and follow it. But if you're doing shit all over the place, you know, I'm texting some clients, I'm DMing some, Facebook messages others, email a couple, and then you're inconsistent with your pricing, inconsistent with with your bookings, all that, you're not. I would like to pick up yeah. on that, on okay. the inconsistency of your pricing. So uh, we've been around a lot of artists mm-hmm. uh, who are good between February and the end of July. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a lot of artists have bad spending habits. So when the slow oh, season does oh, come, yes. <laughs> yeah, they can't do what we do 
free tattoos, discounted tattoos for bigger projects and stuff like that. Uh, what would you tell uh, people who, which you've been in the game for 11 years, about spending habits and also investing in themselves at the same time? Man, that's that's a big one, man. Um, honestly, that does lead to off season. Yeah, like you. That's another thing where that comes back to self accountability, right? Uh-huh. Like you gotta be able to have some discipline, and you gotta know, like, hey, this money now during fast season, during tax season, yeah, it's coming in crazy, but it's not gonna be like this all the time. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. A lot of artists they let their ego, you know, what I'm saying, consume them. They think like, oh. I fuck it, I'll spend a thousand a night, I can make it back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can, for now. Mm-hmm. But, okay, slow season comes, and then you got cancellation here, cancellation there, guess what? <laughs> now all of a sudden, and you, you ain't got nothing to make up for it. Exactly, and you living paycheck to paycheck as a tattoo artist. And like, yeah, I think you uh, people we, not we have that conversation about paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, they're not living below their means. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're living um, the, for future money versus exactly. the money they have right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I got a thousand dollars right now, mm-hmm. and they like, oh, but I got these appointments that I got five other appointments that's worth thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollars coming, mm-hmm. so they, in their head, they already spending the five thousand mm-hmm. dollars versus spending that thousand dollars you got right now. He's like, hey, you got this bill coming up, blah blah blah. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, nah, fuck that shit. I'm gonna go get these shoes. Right. <laughs> a lot of artists don't. Right, it's kind of like an unspoken rule. A lot of artists don't tell other artists that because. Then they really have to look at accountability. See, something I always do with, with artists here is like I always try to like talk to them about finances and, and especially if they, you know if they were apprentice of mine. Like I like to teach them, like, hey, like this tattooing shit is is not consistent all the time. You got to be prepared. You you got to save your money, live below your means, like y'all said. And, and another thing, invest in yourself. Like mm-hmm. like instead of buying those choices, instead of buying some fucking designer shit that don't really add no value to your life, like. Invest, you know, in, in better tattoo equipment. Invest mm-hmm. in, in seminars. Cameras. Yeah, cameras. Like, all this, you know, uh, getting equipment to create more content, you know, I'll to take better photos. seminars, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, so all of that factors in into not, you know, being consistent all year long. Like, when you invest in yourself, you, you become a better artist. You know, when you're more financially secure. You know, you're, you're not as stressed, right? You're not mm-hmm. living. Because y'all know, like, when you... During COVID, a lot of people yeah. got exposed. Oh, yeah. yes. Because it's like, you you waking up and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to say, I want to quote, quote one of our guest artists, Zero, man. Shout out Zero, right? He said a great quote, man, is, um, nobody prays more than a tattoo artist during slow season. And that's real shit. Because you, you, you waking up praying, hoping, like, all right, I hope this person don't cancel today. I hope somebody just walks in the door today. And once you walk in, you know what I'm saying, you're praying for this and that, but what you need to do is prepare, you know, mm-hmm. is, is prepare ahead of time. And if you do that, you won't have to stress during slow season. You won't have to go this week like, oh, like, do I have to get another job? Like, what, what's going on? Like, I need to eat ramen this week, this and that. You know, it's like, no, nah, like, if you saved your money back then, you know, if you invested in yourself, you know, you, you will be in a much better position mm-hmm. now. But you should have a bunker mentality. Yeah, it's it's because it, you never know what tattooing. If you're that. just doing tattooing, yeah, you need to have that because this this is a luxury, like y'all said. Like people don't need tattoos, so at the end of the day, it's a want, not a need. Yeah, if if push comes to shove, yeah, some people will still make bad decisions to get a tattoo, even though they need to be paying their rent. <laughs> but right. smart people will be like, nah, 
my money's a little tight right now. I'm going to wait, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and let me say that in all season. You're going against people who's taking their uh, second vacation from summer, which is between September and October. Then they got Thanksgiving. Then they have Christmas. So nine times out of ten, they're not going to be spending money on tattoos. But the people who do, you have to understand, uh, that goes back to treating your clients right. I remember when I first did my apprenticeship, Theo assigned me one of his clients. And because I had that mindset, oh, it's just a tattoo, it's a want, it's a need. It's not. It's, it's a want, not a need. I could push him back. His mom ended up calling Theo and complained about me. And he sent me a long message. Okay, I, I forgot about this. that. <laughs> no, I didn't, I, I didn't. Trust me. You yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> and my client sent me a long message said, hey, man, I'm a father. I'm a single father with one kid. I work at least 60 to 80 hours a week. And I never have time to myself. I always have to take care of my kids and my family. And for the first time, I have a day to myself. So when people do come in, you got to remember, they're working them long-hour jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their manager's getting on their nerves. I, I talk to my clients all the time. They know who they are. How's your job treating? Like shit. Well, let yeah. me treat you like how you're supposed to be treated. Mm-hmm. Like they can finally treat themselves. And a tattoo is usually a, bark, a bookmark on their skin that can say, hey, I accomplished this. I saved the money. I dealt with what I had to deal with, and this is a new chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is real, man. Real spill. Uh, so basically, another way to to help improve your professional professionalism. That's a hard word to say. We country, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the south. Yeah, shout out to the south, baby. Um, for me personally, so this is part of my system, right? We're going back to creating that system that works for you. And um, y'all pretty much kind of adopted something similar. Y'all can go in on, on how y'all like to do things, too. But for me, all right, so cancellations, right? A lot of people will be like, man, like, yeah, you're you, you going to get those no call, no shows sometimes, right? But mm. a lot of these cancellations can be prevented by the artist. You mm. have to properly prepare, though. So me personally, I like to email my clients like the weekend before. I, I, it's like I'll hit them up on that Saturday. I'll say, hey, you know. I'm just reminding you, you know, about our upcoming appointment this Tuesday at blah, blah, blah. Just let me know if we're still good to go or do you need to cancel? If you need to cancel, it's okay. Just let me know ahead of time. So a lot of times these clients are scared to tell you. That's why a lot of times they might no call, no show you because they just, they're afraid. You can easily avoid people. Yeah. So, but I tell them, hey, I'm not mad. Just let me know so I can go ahead and reschedule somebody else. Mm -hmm. So nine times out of ten, like they will let me know ahead of time. Hey, I got to cancel. All right, cool. Good. And that's, you remember when, early in the convo, I was saying, have a cancellation list. All those little tattoos that you couldn't fit in because you were booked up or you didn't want to do, have them waiting on that cancellation list. And then go reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got to go and reach out to them. Like, you can't yeah. just sit there, but no, nah, they got to reach out to me. This and that. Like, get off your, you know, ass. Shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> knock your ego down and, and reach out to these clients. Tell them, hey, I got a last minute cancellation. If you want, I can fit you in this time or this day. Can you come? Boom, and just go down your list. And, then- and actually, what I actually do uh, to piggyback off Theo, um, so my cancellation list, I don't really have a list, I have a calendar. But in my notes, I actually say, hey, when, every time I book an appointment, I always say, let's just say I book an appointment for Friday. If you can't, if we have a, a set schedule for Friday this week, what other days are good for you earlier this week so I can put in my notes so when that day come, I can because I'm only booked out two months, I only have to go through 60 days. 
mm-hmm. and just scroll through that and I say, oh, this person said they're always good on Wednesday after 5 p.m. I'm not doing nothing. I call them up. It's it's a percentage, like I said. The the thing is, you attempt mm-hmm. to make to be busy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing That's is, when that happens, I, I I moved somebody from December all the way to October because he said he's good for any Saturday. Now we can finish his second session at the last week of November, just because I put that little quote. He's available on Saturdays. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because yeah, find out your client's work schedule, especially with. Especially your uh, regular clients. Like, if they've been coming to you like two, three tattoos, by this time you should know like what their usual off days are. Mm-hmm. So if you have to cancel, if they have to cancel, you know what days. Are. Exactly. All right, well, I, I know you're off on Fridays. I don't have the next two Fridays open, but the next Friday I do. But if I get a cancellation, <clears throat> I'll let you know for that next Friday. Yeah. Or something of that nature. Yeah. I didn't had clients a bunch of times told me, oh, you was off that day? Oh, I didn't know. Why you didn't call? Why you just don't hit me up? Uh, I would just assume you're busy for two months straight. Oh shoot, that's why I hit up. Mm-hmm. I actually oh, yeah. hit them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's another thing too. I always tell people, you can always reach out to me every week. Just hit me up on a Sunday and say, hey, do you have any cancellations this week? Because sometimes, yeah, you might you might get the cancellation, but you might forget. You you know you get caught up in your list of stuff. You might mm-hmm. not even add this person to your list or something. So yeah, just tell them to reach out to you too. I don't have people feeling cancellations like that so many times too. So, um, actually, this this one from Tuesday, I got someone, he reached out to me like two weeks ago. I said, like, hey, you got any cancellations? Let me know. I can take them. And sure enough, I hit him up because um, I got a cancellation this Tuesday. And guess what? He, he filled in the spot. It's that simple. But you have to create a system that's mm-hmm. going to prevent these cancellations, these, you know, these, no, these zero days, I like to call them, days where you ain't making money. Right. Oh, and to piggyback off that, I will say, um, especially if it's more a uh, closer cancellation, but try to see if you can bump up one of your other clientele so that way, whatever their later date is, you can focus mm-hmm. on filling that so yeah. you don't have to feel so pressured in the, exactly. oh, I got to find this for Tuesday and it's already Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all right, move your Friday or whatever up to you. Like, hey, are you available on blah, blah day? And yeah. Nine times out of ten, well, I won't say nine times out of ten. I give it probably like six times out of ten. They might be available. Yeah. It might be later in the day, but you can still fill that gap. And yeah. one thing I realized: most people ain't doing nothing. They they either go work and go home, and probably go to the gym mm-hmm. and rinse and repeat. Yeah. So you know, we we were trying to drop as many gems as possible, but the 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 key theme to all of these is it takes action by you as an artist. Mm-hmm. So. Make sure y'all really make these changes if you want to see the change, you know, in your career. Yeah, so um, phone number, email, yeah. their uh, availability preference of what, of how their uh, life schedule is. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing, too, I want to say um, is if, like, say, I, I will reach out to these clients, right? And let's say I reach out Saturday, right? And they don't, they don't hit me back yet. It's Sunday. I'll wait Sunday night. I'll send another one. If I don't hear anything about Monday at that point, I, it's not a second email. I tell them, like, hey, if I don't hear anything about Monday, I'm going to go ahead and start searching for a replacement. So and I'm going to tell you, 99.9% of the time, if they haven't reached back out, they um they aren't coming. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be like, oh, well, you know, they sent it a positive some months ago, but, you know, I, I reached out. They haven't reached back out. 
um, they probably ain't coming. And a lot of artists don't reach out to their clients. A lot yeah. of yeah. tattoo artists, I've heard a lot of tattoo artists say this. They get a deposit from their clients, and then all of a sudden, they just say, I ain't talking to them. Right. They should know. So my thing is this. If you don't keep that line of communication open, you just send yourself up for failure. So mm-hmm. if I don't hear anything back, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and replace them. Like, worst case scenario, I have a double booking that day. Cool. That's more money. I just have to work longer. All right, whatever. But it doesn't happen because nine times out of ten, they don't reply. They're not coming. So, that being said, like, don't let people play with your time. If you if you let people do it, they will play with your time and waste your time. Mm-hmm. So you got to be the, the person to put your foot down and be like, no, like I need an answer. If you don't give me an answer, I'm moving on. Yeah, because of your system, because you actually hit them on Saturday and Sunday. How much of a notice should a tattoo artist? Uh, communicate with their client before the appointment um i like to give them like i said that kind of a week before so because to me personally like i feel like if you reach out too early it's like maybe like two weeks three weeks yeah they'll forget yeah they, they'll forget or things might happen you know what I'm saying? they might mm-hmm. be good but then like something just pops up the week before you know what i'm saying and they're like oh fuck i can't make it so i like to wait till that week so let's say i'm going into the weekend saturday right so I'll reach out to all my appointments that upcoming week. So the only day that I really have to stress about is Tuesday because that's the shortest time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the that my Tuesday appointment. I'm usually very like, okay, like I need to hear something. But mm-hmm. the others, like you know, let's say if you got a Friday appointment, okay, I might give them. You know, I might wait till Tuesday or Wednesday if I haven't heard back, just because that gives me a little extra time. But even while I'm waiting, I'm in the wings in the background. I'm hitting up clients on my cancellation list. Say, hey. I might have a cancellation for this day. If I do, can you take it? And they'll be like, yeah, I could take it right now. Oh, so early yeah. notice. Yeah, oh, so okay. that way. And if I do hear back from my client, I'll tell them, hey, all right, they, they did hit, reach back out, but I'm going to hit you back for that next cancellation. That'd be cool. Yeah. So it, it's that simple. It's like you gotta, I've done that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. have backup plans to everything. You know, you, you can't just, like you said, just take a deposit a month from now and then, you know, That's expect a, them to show uh, up. That's something I want to pick off on a tattoo artist just trying to rely on deposits during off season. Because some people say, "Oh, at least I got a deposit today, even if I didn't tattoo." Nah, you I think mean, that's a uh, real bad habit to have? Yeah, yeah. Because to me, honestly, I don't even count deposits as like money for me. Like that deposit and money why goes. Is that? For me, it's to to me deposit is just a sign to show me that you're serious, mm-hmm. to have a commitment, mm-hmm. and all my deposit money goes straight to. To basically business like mm-hmm. either paying rent or paying for shop supplies or anything like I don't take deposit money and use that for personal use mm-hmm. because at the end of the day I like to for me personally like let's say I take a deposit and something happens with that client let's say we just come to a disagreement on the tattoo like at first we were good but something changed and then like now I'm like okay you know what I just don't think you know we're working out I'm gonna give you the deposit back we're back but yeah, so handle your finances correctly. Save your deposit money because mm-hmm. you never know what's gonna happen, and just you know be a uh, a responsible adult <laughs> when it comes to tattooing, because that's what's gonna save you during these slow and rough times. Don't live fast, you know. If you don't got it, like I mean, if you if you're rich, you know, if you Nico Hurtado. You know, Steve Butcher. Shoot, <laughs> you can, you can buy him said he. I, was gonna say, I don't sure. think they living like that. They, they probably, but <laughs> they don't say, hey, but, he live. But they could if they wanted. But, but for the average artist, 
you, no, you can't. You don't got it like that. So be real with yourself and save. Be responsible, and it's, it's going to work out. Can you make it there? Yes. Yeah. Like, like I said, it, like with any career, you got to put that time in to build up your career. It's like it's no different from you know, a doc, doctor had to go do what eight years of schooling, mm-hmm. then they come out through residency, making fifty k, then they finally get the full time doctor job. Now they in the six figures. Same thing with tattooing. Like, you got to work your way up, you know. You start out, you might make 20K one year. Now you got 40K, 60, 70, 80, 100. You know, it's, but it takes time. Like, mm-hmm. but, you know, you can speed up the process if you do things the right way. I'm, I know artists who, you know, come in second year and making 50K, 60K right off the bat, you know, and up and more. But I also know artists 10 years in who probably can't make 20k a year <laughs> so it's it's there's no there's no set path like you don't get rewarded for simply being a tattooer you have to be a good tattooer and not just skill wise but you have to be good in all facets like we said you know yeah and your your bookings your professionalism your customer service your social media managing all that you got to be top notch with it so like like we said in the beginning, self-accountability. You got to look yourself in the mirror, talk to yourself, and realize, all right, what area am I really lacking in? And you, if you're real with yourself, you'll find it. You'll find it. Like, we all got areas we lack it in. Even me, like, you know, we, we, we're all successful, but I still can get better in a lot of things. You know, so, and I'm working on it. I'm always working on it. And if you're not working on it, then you, you you just place yeah you're doing yourself injustice yeah like a good example I'm working better on my black and gray and background right. flow right yeah like we we just came from a seminar they about to go what a seminar no, in two weeks two, two weeks, two, weeks. Two, two three weeks you know that's how you have to get better there's so many artists yeah. who, and I, who won't and do during that. slow season I take I try within a year to take three seminars every year yeah no matter what how grow. skillful I get. Never, never stop. Don't look growing. at these seminars like all oh, day expensive. Besides the fact that you can write it off on your taxes, um, you, it's a learning experience. Right. Theo said like, the best quote about seminars: "Either you're on the right path, or you're gonna learn something." Yep. Right. Yeah. It's either confirmation, like you said, that all right, what I'm doing was right because this artist is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like I said, oh, I didn't know he did that or she did that. I'm gonna try that, and boom, it's, it's worth it. Even if you learn one thing. To me, it was worth it. So, invest in yourself, all that. Um, is there any other points that you know we you think we missed that will probably help? Uh, no, uh, accountability. How to uh, work on your finances during slow season. How to uh, work better on your artistry and yeah. pick the clientele that will help you work right. better on your. Artistry. That's a good one. Um, clientele, like you would, you attract the clientele. With yeah. the energy or what you put out there, right? Yeah. So, is if you like this goes back to handling your social media, handling your business professionally. Like if if you are presenting yourself in a way that attracts a certain clientele, and, and that clientele isn't what you want, then you need to change how you present yourself, how you mm-hmm. handle yourself. So, you know, us in here, like we we are very laid back, we're chill. You know, I'm the loud mouth. Yeah, we just we joke around all the time, and you know, but our clients like that. They they pick up the vibes like, yo, it's very clean in here, very professional, but y'all very chill. I feel like you know we we create bonds in here, like because you know 
even if it's Bryce's client, Ted's client, they, it's my client, like we all become friends. If this is a regular, no, I, we learn their names. But oh, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like Tanner this week, like everybody knows Tanner. He's cool. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Everybody knows Tanner. But um, they said my name. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, so it's is you gotta attract what you want. You gotta put it out there. So for me personally, I, I like to do. I like my clientele to be a little bit older, more established, because I feel like they, they're more financially secure. And they, they're more, um, how I can say it, they're more sure on what they want. You know? <laughs> Cause I like, attract more yeah. people between, like, 1997 to, like, 2002. Yeah, you do got a lot of young crowd, yeah. but, but even then, like, you... But I, I, I work, based yeah. off the crowd that I have, I work with it. Yeah, yeah. and they, you know... You, and you still you buy remember, with them, even man, if they're you know? young, they got older, older yeah. relatives, uncles, yeah. dads, Cause, moms. Because you old as hell and you still vibe with them, man. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> you thirty two, huh? I mean, I thought I was thirty two. You thought you was thirty two? Yeah, we, we we all in our thirties, you know. So um, I I'm thirty three, you know. He's thirty three. I thought yeah, I was yeah, thirty two. I found out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, no, uh, I just been saying my clients is uh, like twenty five, pretty much kind of like Theo's. I probably like the late college and established older yeah. people. Yeah, so you know, if you, if you if your clientele is based on like like I said, young people 18, 20, mm-hmm. then you got to have a lot of them to stay consistent. Like say like Bryson, he has a lot of young clients, but he does have a mix of older clients too. Mm-hmm. But the thing is Bryson has a lot of young clientele because he takes a lot of people in. So cuz my thing is with young clientele, their financial situation is always going to be up in the air, yeah, because mm-hmm. and I know how to plan around it exactly. So you you got to be prepared to know what you know what type of clientele you got. Like when you got someone a little bit older, mm-hmm. like I said, they got a career, they're established. You know, the economy doesn't really affect them. And, you know, you're good. So it's the, the artists, like you know, the the big name artists, right? The artists we look up to, they're charging two, three grand a session. They're probably still not hurting there right now because they cater to a certain clientele you know mm-hmm. their clientele is people of a certain you know financial bracket mm-hmm. and so you as an artist got to know like hey what am i attracting like if you're yeah. attracting cheap people or people who just want bullshit it, look yourself in the mirror and like what am i doing to attract that and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's how you handle yourself how you present yourself mm-hmm. like if you present yourself like a rock star, you're going to get the people that want to be around the rock star. Exactly. And that don't necessarily mean they're professional either. Mm. No, nah, man. So it's like, so we, we chill. We only want to chill people here. Like, when we do get, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> some some crazy clients here now and then, you know, we, we deal with them. But at the end of the day, we, we don't try to, I don't know, that's not what we want to attract here, yeah. you know. Yeah, we don't want to. Can, it's always say think about it. Asshole clients has asshole friends. Yeah, just yeah. it's just like that. So, if you want to have that clientele that that you see the artists you look up to have, figure out what you need to change about yourself to get that clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's and a lot of tattoo artists don't talk to other tattoo artists. Yeah. I realized that, like me being in the industry for three years, I'd be like, oh, why do you want to talk to him? Oh, I don't, I don't. In a weird way, they'll say I don't think I'm worthy. I'd be like. Yeah, that person's man. human, bro. Yeah, like, get over that. You, bro. you like, overthinking it. Yeah, like, you don't ask some questions. <laughs> Most tattoo artists when I go chill. To, when I go to conventions, Most. I specifically talk to five new tattoo artists. Yeah, like that I've never zone. met. I have a whole conversation with them. What, what do you Just think of uh, artists who 
let's just talk about conventions in general. Like, right, um, even though, you know, the, the, the subject is still a slow season, but how do you think, um, what have, what, what has doing conventions helped you in a slow season? Whether if you learn techniques from other artists or you learn business practices from other artists or if, like, what what do you think getting outside of your comfort zone by doing these conventions? Um, Pretty much talking to everybody. Right. I, w- yeah. I would say the same. Yeah, even if it's other tattoo artists, people just looking to get tattoos, yeah. or people just looking at tattoos. How many times we got clients months later from doing the Atlanta tattoo convention? Yeah. They just like come Alabama. to the shop. Yeah, yeah. Alabama, Alabama, all that. So, California, uh, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. That's, that's another thing. So do conventions. Get, like, if you are sitting at your shop This afraid, is Atlanta. Yeah. Well, we're based off in Atlanta. So we have a big airport. Most people take vacations in Atlanta. Yeah. So. They, they'll come down to Atlanta. Okay. Like everybody want to see Atlanta for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, you, how do I say this? Like, there's so many artists who are afraid to to just get out that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, that five years, six years, seven years in the game, and haven't done a convention. Maybe not even been to a convention as like so a they guest. Might be exposed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, bro. I'm gonna tell you something. Hmm. There's to me, I love it. I love that feeling of being humbled at a convention yep. because. It's easy to sit in your shop. Golden State humbled me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, New York <laughs> Empire. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first floor. For real. <laughs> we thought we were doing something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just know. Like, oh, you ain't even at the If third you're doing floor, that New dog. York Empire State Convention, if you're on that first floor, just know you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> and once you make it to that second floor where the contest at, you're doing something. Just just, look, just know. You, once you go to it, you understand. But, but, yeah, for real, it's like stop being afraid do these conventions because they'll humble you like i love it like it's easy for us to sit in our shop and and let our ego consume us like i'm the man here mm-hmm. I, you know what i'm saying ain't it's nobody easy to me. be the big fish in the yeah. pond. but once you go to these conventions it's, it's so quick you'll realize like man it's so much shit i don't know it's so much shit i can get better at you know you, you've seen a good convention too you know there's some I shitty conventions yeah there's some good conventions yeah. they can have but some people just know like look for a convention that has like a couple elite artists. Well, on you got to get invited. Let's right. just say that. But they they actually got like screen your portfolio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they <laughs> have to invite you, right? Um, but yeah, once you do these conventions, man, it's it's such a humbling experience, man. Because I always come back from it like hungry. I'm like, all right, man, I I got to get better. You know, mm-hmm. even though your clients be like, oh, you was alright. Because another thing, man, don't let clients gas you up. Because <laughs> no, nah, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> clients are gonna gas you up. They're gonna, and that's good. You know, you want clients to support you, be your biggest fans. Some but, of them don't know like different levels of tattooing skills in a sense it, that's really? another thing in all season if you're going if they see the stuff that you're doing is good now and you're trying to push yourself definitely show them some stuff that they probably never seen in uh asian countries european countries uh south uh, central america countries where you'd be like okay look at this they's like oh i didn't even know that existed mm-hmm. some clients actually don't know like for me i like trash poker some people don't even know what that is. So I actually show them what that is. Mm-hmm. It's your job to educate as well. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's it's a lot, man. You got to learn. You got to constantly learn. And that's how you become better as a tattoo artist, which will help you overall stay busier, you know. So when you, you become better in all these facets, your clients will come back and you'll gain new clientele and you'll stay busy. It's, it's you know, it's, it's simple, but it's not simple. It's, it's simple in the fact that you you know what to do now. You just gotta do it. <laughs> so is you know, and I feel like all tattoo artists 
their worst enemy is themselves. Mm-hmm. So you got to beat yourself. Once you do that, there's nothing holding you back. So just just stop making excuses and, and make things happen. Uh, with that being said, I, you know, I think we, we covered a lot. You know, we, mm-hmm. um, of course, there's, there's probably more things we, we didn't cover. And I like to, to let y'all know, like, if there's any questions y'all got, um, it don't have to be about slow season. It could be about anything tattoo related. Or, you know, if you want a tattoo of yours critique on a podcast or anything, like, we, please email us at nftattoopodcast at gmail.com. And I'll put it at the, um, on the screen as well. But basically, you know, let if, us know what yeah. next topic you want us to talk about. Yeah, yeah, just, just ask us. We'll, we'll answer stuff um, on the podcast, and we'll do critiques, all that good stuff. Or even, you know, if you, you like I said, you you disagree with some of the points and want to debate, cool. That's, that's that's what podcast is about, right? You know, we all got an opinion, <laughs> so um, let's let's um, let's share them and and talk about it. Uh, with that being said, you know, have patience with yourself as tattoo artists. Like this, it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know. It's one day at a time, one tattoo at a time, and be patient with the your clients. Be patient with the economy. Just hang in there. If you really love this, if you got love for it, it's worth the battle. But you have to stick through. You have to do the right things. You have to be consistent. But if you if you put everything in place, it'll all come together. Like it it does. You just gotta be patient and and just do the right things. Is there anything else y'all y'all want to add to that? Nah, that's it. Cool. All right. Well, I want to thank y'all again for listening to the No Filter Tattoo Podcast, our very first episode. Let us know what you think. Um, Go ahead, comment. Please subscribe to the channel and hit the like button, you know, if you liked it, hopefully. (laughs) And then um, be on the lookout for the next episode. Right. We're going to try to do this, uh, I want to say at least like, two episodes a month you know that's our goal like every maybe like every other week or so we'll see how it happens mm-hmm. but um yeah well, thank y'all for listening and we'll see y'all next episode peace peace Deuce.